here. What's up, Drew? Hey. <laughs> Welcome to How College Works. Uh, quick note here at the top. This will be our last episode for a couple of weeks. It is our school's spring break, and we will be busy doing spring breaky things, most of which for your professors is catching up on grading. And then after two weeks, we'll be back. So, hooray. <laughs> but for today, we have a special guest. Our special guest is Chioma Ugachuku. She is our Vice President of Academic Affairs. And today we're going to learn uh, what, what she does. <laughs> what does she really do here? Yeah. So welcome. Thank you for Thank coming. You. Um, Melanie and I are going to be on good behavior because Chum is our boss. Because you already got in trouble today. I, I did. Oh, yes, I did. did. A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. We had a faculty meeting today. He was cursing, Drew. <laughs> I used... I used a naughty word in faculty meeting while doing a presentation and got language. shushed, languished, language. yes, I got languished by Chioma. I was laughing. Yes, I get <laughs> So, for Melly and I, Chioma plays an important role because she is the person, she is our boss. She's the person who decides whether we get hired, basically, every year until we get tenure, in which case... That's mostly out of her hands at that point. Mm -hmm. Then she's stuck with us. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, I love it, though. You guys are a year-to-year -year contract and re-up every year kind of mm -hmm. thing? Is that how it works? And, yeah. yeah, until we get tenure, make tenure, and then we're on a... Five-year post-tenure review. Like, so basically, after that, nominally speaking, we're just hired forever. There are, yes! <laughs> there are provisions in case of, uh, like... I really screw, screw up my up. job, or if there are so, real budgetary concerns. So, if they do they give you an intent to return slip in about uh, April or something to to Actually, like we've already, yeah, we've already gone through that. Our letters came last week. Yes. Saying, oh hey, the board voted you can stay. Yeah. <laughs> so our contracts will come out later, but we already got notification that we're okay, okay. for the next academic year. Mm -hmm. See, your contract is like July 1st through June 30th or something? No. I think technically we're in academic year, so technically August. we're like August through mm, end June, of April, kind of, mm. beginning of May, something like that. I think it so. goes, uh, I think it actually goes like August 15th through May 15th or something. Yeah, yeah that sounds right. Yeah. So so we are nine-month appointment, it, meaning that we are, we are paid for nine months of work. It's similar to um, the high school. Yes. Is, is it? I think we've lost Drew. <laughs> But while we'll we while we wait for that to resolve itself, so Chiamma, could you tell like what do you do? <laughs> <laughs> That's a very good question. What do I do? Some days I don't quite know all of it. Um, it varies from day to day, really. But I think generally speaking, when you're the vice president for academic affairs, you're supposed to be the person that is referred to as the chief academic officer. And so everything that has to do with curriculum goes through your office. Questions about curriculum issues, anything about degrees. Mm -hmm. Just making sure that there's integrity within the academic uh, program. That also goes to your office. You think in terms of what will enhance student learning, mm -hmm. um, and that's usually primarily the key thing that is always at the back of your mind. 
for this enhanced learning? Mm -hmm. How will our students grow based on this decision that I'm going to make? Mm -hmm. Will it harm the students? Will it help the students? Will it help graduation? All of those. You have several portfolios. Uh, right here we have library that goes through academic affairs. We have disability service, so all kinds of student services, including careers, tutoring, mm -hmm. then the student, academic um, computing. What's the, what the thing I'm thinking of? Um, I think student services is a little too broad. Right. But I think that, does, that falls under you as well. Yes, oh. yes, yes. Um, as long as it's not student life. Okay. No, but anything about student life will be the vice president for student life. Things including mm -hmm. residence halls and what goes on in the residence halls. But when it comes to anything that is academic mm -hmm. in nature that concerns students, then it goes through our office. How do we provide those kinds of services, even for our international students? Mm -hmm. That would also be under academic affairs. Academic records would be under the portfolio. So if a student wants have transcripts, for instance, or has issues with transcript, or we're thinking in terms of the diploma that the student will get when she graduates, it's going to come under the portfolio of the Vice President of Academic Affairs. Anything to do with faculty will also have to go through the Vice President for Academic Affairs. So I kind of wear different hats, and I have different constituents. I have to think about what the Board of Trustees would want. Mm -hmm. I have to think about what the President of the college would want. I would have to think about what staff members would want. Because the staff members, usually, their needs are not always the same as faculty needs, right? Mm -hmm. I have to think about what faculty members need, and then I have to think about what the students need, and try to balance some of those. Because sometimes they are conflicting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, so it's kind of try to always create this balance. Mm -hmm. um, so from day to day, it will vary. So I could also handle student complaints, or a parent has an issue, the parent will call and say what's going on with my daughter. Um, this happened, or this professor said this. What are you going to do about it? <laughs> or my student was supposed to get this accommodation, um, but she's not getting it. Or sometimes it's a good phone call. I want to thank you. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I love those. <laughs> yes. um, so it just varies. They are just different things. And I can speak um, about each of them specifically. But it depends on the day and what comes on my desk. So I, we have a few faculty members here who listen to our podcast. Oh, really? Nice. Yes, and I have a special friend who is like, you never give me a shout out. Oh. Your writing colleague always gets a shout out, and I don't. Oh, so, wow. so, so, so you have just made them sound slightly hateful. And now she's not gonna, hateful. She's and now awesome. you're going to give them the shout <laughs> She's really awesome, uh, and I appreciate her listening. You That's know who wonderful. you are. And keep listening. We'll say smart things, and I'll make fun of Peter again sometimes. I did. I did get a comment from a colleague about referring to a shirt as a blouse. Uh oh, yes. who did that? He referred who to did? it as a blouse, and I called him out. Told him it was sexist language. We let it go with that. Yes. So. I think it so. must be the same colleague. Uh. <laughs> maybe so. Maybe so. So I primarily interact with you, Chioma, in terms of 
from the faculty side of things. Mm -hmm. From the faculty side of things, you're my boss and you're the person ultimately who I have to sort of convince mm -hmm. that anything special or big that I want to do yeah. is worth doing. So you not, they don't really control, well, I don't want to overstate. Yeah, exactly. I don't think of you as controlling the purse no. springs. That's mm -hmm. budget office. Absolutely. We'll talk with them later. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. uh, yes. Or business office, I should say. Yeah. But in terms of if I want to start some sort of program or maybe not propose a course, but certainly if I want to propose a major, eventually that comes through you. If there is some problem or, or commendation I, I have or wish to give to another faculty member, to my peer, that would also come to you eventually, since you have to deal. If we, if Melanie and I, are having a fist fight in the faculty, hey, faculty I would room, win. I think she's got reach on me. <laughs> then, you know, eventually that particular thing would come to you because you have to deal with us Absolutely. when we are messing up or something like that. Yeah, I hope that doesn't happen. <laughs> but I know that's not likely. But that's true. Issues to do with faculty welfare mm -hmm. will have to come to the vice president for academic affairs. So if there's something making your work life difficult, mm -hmm. I would hope that you would come to me and say, hey, here's what's going on. Mm -hmm. Is there anything you can do to help me? Mm -hmm. um, and then I'll figure out options. I have instances where perhaps a faculty member is going through family issues and wants some kind of accommodation. Mm -hmm. That will that request will come to me. Could I have a course release or you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Could I be gone for maybe a week? Mm -hmm. That kind of a thing. And here's how I propose to take care of my classes in the mm -hmm. meantime or while I'm gone. So that would be something that I would investigate, look into, and hopefully, you know, figure out a way to assist that faculty member because ultimately when the faculty member's welfare is taken care of, our students are taken care of mm -hmm. in a way that I would appreciate. So those kinds of things will come to me. If a student is also making a faculty member's life miserable, <laughs> and yeah. you know, it happens too, <laughs> that a faculty member wants to come to me and say, hey, here's what's going on between the student and myself, and I, you know, I just wanted to give you a heads up, uh, so that if something happened in the future or the student complained or the parent complained, that you can kind of have a, a sense of how this all started. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it could also be an advice. What do you think I should do? Mm -hmm. Because this is what's going on between the student and me in this class. How should I approach this? What would be a no-no or what would be appropriate in terms of handling the situation and then we kind of go through what's going on and options mm -hmm. um, I don't always say you should do this or you know it's just kind of talking through it and providing options and then maybe sometimes in providing the options or talking through those options letting the faculty member know what might be problematic mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. in terms of a solution those will be things that I would also look into Excellent. Yeah. So I will point out one thing for our listeners is that in a high school, you get substitute teachers. Yeah. Um, in college, you don't. No. There's, there is no p person who is like designated as like coming around to do all the substitute teaching. Okay. In a large department where they might have a lot of people covering a number of classes, most of the professors in the department are going to be comfortable or at least qualified. 
to cover a couple of classes. Mm -hmm. And so often you would say, I need to go do this, you know, colleague so-and-so, can you cover my class on this day or these days? Yeah. And then you find someone to cover for you. The same way you would do at work, you'd be like, I gotta go, mm -hmm. I can't cover the shift on Friday, can you cover my shift, I'll owe you. Yeah. It's the same sort of exchange. Except here we have the added thing where a, a we're small, mm -hmm. and so if I can't teach my classes, I'm a department of one. one. Yeah, and so nobody, nobody else, else can cover my classes. Mm -hmm. And when that happens, I should start to make arrangements, and then I need to clear that with Chioma mm -hmm. to, so that she can check that, yes, what I am planning is will appropriate work. and will work and is not going to throw off you know, the entire class or put an undue burden on the students or do something sort absolutely. of strange or, you know. Yeah, you're absolutely right because we have to think about all of that when considering faculty members' absence. And life happens. People get ill or maybe a faculty member's family member gets ill and the faculty member has to go take care of it. The only thing that we do or we ask for is that we've made some arrangements. And those arrangements could include getting an adjunct faculty member, if it's an extended kind of absence, For right? example, faculty are often of an age mm -hmm. where it is much more likely that our parents, when their health falls ill, it's mm -hmm. not a sudden, tragic, immediate death, but rather a longer, slower decline. Yeah, and you have to. In which case, you may need an entire semester to deal with some things and set some things up. In which case, you may have enough warning mm -hmm. to hire an adjunct to say cover my classes if my parents were uh, gravely ill and I knew they weren't going to be around for much longer hopefully not for, <laughs> for years <laughs> they're doing well they're doing fine good so that's if we can plan longer term I know yeah. that that's always helpful when you have some notice but you know sometimes you don't get that kind of notice but if it's for something where the faculty member needs to be out for maybe a week, it's less problematic in that there are always things that students can do for two class periods, right? You could have them do a, a, a video analysis of something, and we have a staff member who can come in the meantime. Tracy could come in and present a video to the class and then the students will do some work around that mm -hmm. video. Or the faculty member could have another faculty show up and walk them through something that that faculty member is capable of doing. Mm -hmm. As long as they are occupied and doing something that is part of the curriculum, not just wasting time or just you know watching a video for the mm -hmm. sake of watching a video, <laughs> so no cat videos. No cat videos. Probably no, no YouTube. Nine, yeah, life. cat videos. <laughs> Integral to my writing process. Yeah, so then that, that would be okay. And students are usually on uh, understanding. Mm -hmm. What they don't want to happen is a faculty member just not showing up. And it happens once in a while. Students will go to a classroom and there is a note, I'm not here or something. Mm -hmm. That's when I hear from students, or the faculty member has not made an arrangement for what to do. That's when you see one or two students come to my office to say something and say, hey, what's going on? This is not good. But I'm, I'm happy to report that that doesn't happen often. <laughs> so this might be a good time to transition from Chioma Cat Wrangler faculty manager. <laughs> 
to <laughs> primarily what is your interaction with students? So you're acad academic affairs, vice yes. president of academic affairs. So like all academics fall under under your purview. Mm -hmm. So faculty is, is, a, is a portion of that. Yeah. But you also have to deal with students, students. And student parents, mm -hmm. though that that is a job that I'm happy to hand off to you. Thank if, you. If I get if I get parents calling me, then I will I will simply direct them to Chioma's. Like I don't You're speak so about smart. my students <laughs> <laughs> because because our students are primarily some of them are coming to college early, but primarily age of majority, which means that mm -hmm. it is not appropriate for me to discuss their grades or how they're doing with anyone but them exactly. or or you because you're academic affairs okay. so it, it is a it is a privacy in the FERPA, FERPA. FERPA. Mm -hmm. yeah like I'm, I am literally not allowed to legally cannot do that else, unless I get yeah. in trouble so yeah. students don't have your mom email me please um, yeah it, and, and you you know not and it's not just about FERPA even though FERPA is a great reason and you know the primary reason for saying faculty members should not talk to parents because you don't know if that parent even has or the student has signed any release saying that you can talk to the parent and if you talk to a parent without the student's authorization that's a problem you're breaking a federal law so that's one thing however we also want to empower students you know part of going to college is so that you can learn to be independent to think on your feet, deal with ambiguity, mm -hmm. and find solutions yes. to things so that you're not always calling home or calling mom and dad, hey, you know, <laughs> here's what's happening, what am I supposed to do now? We're not saying don't call your parents, but you know, limit that. There are things that you can handle on your own. You can certainly walk into a faculty member's office and advocate for yourself. Mm -hmm. Politely. That, politely. Yes. <laughs> politely, exactly. I think we did. We, we covered that before. Yeah, don't go in there yelling and, you know. <laughs> yes, demanding and saying, I'm an A student. I must get an A. Wow. So we don't encourage I think that. We, I think we have all had that student <laughs> yeah. come into yeah. our office. Yes. So we, you, we want students to be able to advocate for themselves, even come to me and say, hey, Here's a difficulty in my life or you know, in my academic life. How do I resolve that? But I hear from students quite a bit and there's a whole range of issues where students come to me and then say, hey, I need your help. One of them could be a student wants a waiver. For right class. for a class mm -hmm. or might want a substitution maybe there's nobody teaching that class the student wants to graduate that semester and there's nothing else and if the student doesn't get a, a substitution granted then she would have to wait for the next semester so that student might come to me and say hey could I take this English class you know to substitute for that English class as long as they are sort of in the same category, right? Mm -hmm. And the chair of that division is okay with it, I will grant that request. Students would also sometimes come to me for overloads. Yeah. You know, you're not supposed to take more than 18 credits without having the VPA sign off on that. So at for our students, institution. Yes, our at our institution. Exactly. will let you sink your own boat. Yeah. <laughs> so a student who wants to take an overload might come to me and say, hey, please allow me to take 21 credits. And then I'll say, what? 
21? Yes. <laughs> how, how are you going to manage this? Let's see your GPA. Yeah. Right. And, um, and then I also have to look and see the advisor said this will be okay. Because mm -hmm. the advisor usually would know the student better than I do. A student might also come to me because the student is on probation. Usually when you're on probation, I have to talk to you. You have to come in and <laughs> let's talk about this. What's going on? Why are you filling all your classes? Why are you, you know, if, if you have a concern notice or several of those, why are you not attending classes? What's happening? Are we not helping or, you know, are there issues that we don't know? You know, all kinds of things and how can we do better? And usually we give students a list of requirements. If you, you know, want to remain here and not be removed, <laughs> then here are things you have to do. So I also have to check to be sure that students are doing that. They have to talk to Stephanie, our student success um, coordinator. They have to have weekly meetings with her. They have to make sure they're not taking more than 15 credit hours, those kinds of things. So I have to check. So students will come to me about those. And then just generally, maybe they have issues with a professor, you know, that happens. Oh, this my grade, that was unfair, or... I certainly had one of those emails from you. <laughs> yes, Once right. Once there was yes. a student who complained about their grades. Like, yes. Why did you give her the, you know, this grade? Was it, well, math was that your answer? Basically, <laughs> math, math and syllabus were the answers. That it was, it was due halfway through the semester. I got it at the end of the semester. Mm -hmm. My syllabus clearly states that if you're going to turn something in late, the two of us need to discuss why that is. For me, that's a much more sort of flexible policy than uh -huh. many others, often because... No late work? Yeah. 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 I have a no late work policy. So, yeah. yeah, so mine is mm -hmm. much more flexible because usually the way it is is that if somebody is actually going to be late it's and they're actually going to turn it in, it's uh -huh. usually a legitimate excuse. Like, I was at the hospital with my roommate who, mm -hmm. you know had influenza or typhus Something. or whatever it is. Yeah. And I just put it in there that we need to talk so that yeah. if you're willing to come in and talk to me about it, then it's probably a legitimate excuse. Absolutely. If, if you are too embarrassed to come in to talk then to me, then it's probably not a good excuse. <laughs> you know, and so basically like, turn it in half a semester late, did not speak to me about turning it in. So mm -hmm. I just did not accept the, that assignment. Yep. And therefore, therefore their grade was much lower than they <laughs> than expected. They expected. Wow. Life. Yeah. So um, you were talking about students coming to you. Mm -hmm. I just kind of want to straighten this out for students. They really, if they have an issue with a faculty member, they mm -hmm. should try to talk to the faculty member first. first right? Absolutely. That's that's what I usually say to them. Have you talked to the faculty member? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Lies. Have you talked to the faculty member? No. Well, you know, I would really suggest that you go talk to the faculty member and try to straighten this out and see what he or she says. And then come talk to me if you're still experiencing difficulties. So usually that's the first question I ask. Mm -hmm. A follow-up question usually will be in terms of the solution, mm -hmm. right? And I always ask students, what would be the right solution? What does the right solution look like yeah. to you? Because sometimes students are afraid that I might say something to a faculty member and then they will fail. They think that, even though that would not happen. But you know, there are students, and understandably, they kind of think, oh, I don't know what's going to happen if I, I said this. So I always defer to students in terms of, what would you like me to do? Mm -hmm. Do you want me to do X, Y, Z? 
do you want me to wait till after the end of the semester all of that but I don't just listen to what the student is saying I always it doesn't matter what I hear I always take it back to that faculty member because in life there are always two sides to a story right <laughs> so I will always take it back to the faculty and say here's what the student said just give me a response that's when I hear the explanation and all of that and I can go back to the student and say hey here's what the faculty member is saying so maybe you should do this or that uh, but when it's serious and you know there are cases where an instance is I'm, and I'm happy it's not a whole lot but there are instances where there's a a real problem mm -hmm. and the student is genuinely afraid and then I have to step in and say okay let's talk about this and I'll try and resolve it for you and let me know what would work for you because mm -hmm. um, I want students to feel comfortable approaching me because there's a power dynamic a student feels as if she has the, at the bottom of the totem pole you know yeah. what I mean right. And that as an administrator, you would always take the faculty member's side. Which you don't? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> surprise, surprise. So, so I, I, some of this seems, yeah. uh, matches a lot with what we've discussed with mm -hmm. Drew. Unfortunately, we've lost Drew, so he yeah. can't speak to this. Wow. So I will try to speak to this. Yeah. In terms of the power dynamic that seems to operate mm -hmm. most often in high schools, where the system is set up just the the way the administration is set up, the way the, the funding and the, just the entire system and hierarchy is set up so that if a student has a problem and they go to say their principal mm -hmm. or vice principal, I think I think the org chart of high school versus college, you might be sitting at the vice principal level, mm -hmm. that everything just swings into action on the students, automatically on the student's side, mm -hmm. and then the teacher is on the defensive and would All have to time. sort of mm -hmm. prove that no, this is reasonable mm -hmm. and that I haven't done anything wrong. It's not the same in college. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's not the same. And so they might be they might be seeing that difference. Yeah. And intuitively right or wrong, I hope hopefully wrong, mm -hmm. flipping it all the way to the other side. So that system comes in automatically on the students side to back them up, because uh, they are minors. Mm -hmm. And in this system they feel like maybe it's just going to come in automatically on the, on the faculty side, right? side of things. Whereas ideally we want it to come Somewhere in, in the, the middle. middle. Yeah, like that you act as this sort of mm -hmm. mediator between the student's perspective and the faculty's perspective absolutely. and not to uh, take anything away from either of those perspectives, mm -hmm. but there are things going on which need to be sort of worked out. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and that's what I usually try to do. I make the students feel as I'm not going to do anything because you're a student and not take any action. If you're raising a legitimate concern, right? And to the faculty members, I want faculty members to also feel and know that I'm supportive of what they are doing in the classroom and how they are managing their own classroom and that they do have the right to manage their classroom the way they choose, as long as they're not breaking any laws, laws and <laughs> guidelines and you know. So you have the freedom to manage your classroom. So what we have to do is think about what's a reasonable accommodation for the student asking for X, Y, or Z, whatever it is. What's reasonable? What can we do that's sort of in the middle that would help? So everybody's happy and can 
close the chapter on that and, <laughs> and move on. Exactly. So that's usually what I try to do as much as possible. And you mentioned that you thought that maybe they felt like it swung too much in the other direction and then she automatically was on the side of the faculty. Mm -hmm. I sometimes see students who are still operating under the assumption that they are always right mm -hmm. and that they can get me fired, mm -hmm. not that any of my lovely students would ever, ever threaten those kinds of things. But every now and then they have this attitude, well, I'm paying your salary. I can do what I want. Or, or I'm always right. I'm the customer. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> First, let's, that's another podcast before you talk. I don't know. So there's kind of, to me, two extremes mm -hmm. in terms yeah. of how students view what's yeah. going to happen. Like yeah. sometimes they skip me and go to my boss. And like, well, I'm going to get you in trouble. And I'm like, well, that's not really how this how works. How that works. Yeah. Have you seen that commercial? That's not how any of that works. No, I haven't. <laughs> I remember that all the time. I laugh. I say, no, that's not how it works. That's yeah. not how any of this works. So, yeah. And I've had an instance where a student actually did something similar. And it was obvious to me that she didn't have the grounds to. Mm -hmm. So it was so obvious. And I try. I was trying hard to to manage it and not kind of say, "Are you kidding me?" <laughs> That's probably what I would have said. Yeah. yeah. So, but you have to, you know, you have to manage that and help the student understand because sometimes it's just a lack of understanding mm -hmm. about how this works or how this should work or what is a reasonable expectation uh, for the student to have of the faculty member. Um. Sometimes people don't know what's what where to draw the line right and so for that student I had to make her understand look I, I get that you're not happy about this but here's how this works <laughs> right um, and these are things you can do to make this work in your favor mm -hmm. rather than just complaining about it or thinking that hey I'm right yeah. and it happens the other way with parents as well who would call based on information they've received from the student that's not always, you know what I mean, <laughs> an accurate yeah. representation. The term is unreliable So then you have to kind of say, okay, let's kind of step back and talk about this and let's explain what happened, how it happened. And then help this parent understand what you can do to assist and not make the parent feel as if uh, he or she was wrong in calling, but just letting them understand what exactly happened and they, that they might not have got uh, received the right or accurate mm -hmm. <laughs> information, right? Yeah, so it happens. Mm -hmm. I do find that that question, I, t I do that oftentimes when students come in and they're, they're irritated or upset about something, and so I usually say, well, what would you like me to do? Mm -hmm. And if they can't articulate that I need to do something rather than, well, I just wanted credit for that. And I'm like, was it late? Yeah. Did you read the syllabus? Yeah. So usually <laughs> if you ask them what they want, sometimes they just want to you know, be like, well, I'm just upset. And I'm like, I'm sorry. It's I know. Lesson learned, moving on. Yeah. But I think having asking them to articulate what it is mm -hmm. they would like to come from the situation, mm -hmm. sometimes they realize when they have to say it that it does sound a little, a little un unreasonable mm -hmm. or yeah. just kind of silly. That might be good advice for any time a student is going in to talk to, planning, wants to go in to talk yeah, to a professor or, or the VPA or a provost is another so, title which yeah. basically describes same. the same thing. Yeah. 
So if you're like, I'm going to go talk to my professor and complain, or I'm going to go talk to my VPA, Vice President of Academic Affairs, or the provost and complain, first, articulate what it is that you want them to do. Mm-hmm. What is like, what is that outcome exactly. that is going to make you feel like you have gotten what you wanted? Mm-hmm. And if what you're saying, you're like, oh. Practice it. Say it out loud. Yeah, say it. Say it out loud, and <laughs> then consider. Sound? Then consider yourself from their perspective. Yes. Like, is this person actually gonna like swallow this? If the answer is yes, then then go for go it. Go for it. If the answer is maybe, go, go for, for it. it. Yeah. You know, if the answer is hell no. no. <laughs> <laughs> Language. <laughs> right. Yeah. Back on me. <laughs> Maybe there's a better thing that you want or a different thing, or maybe it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. And chalk it up to a lesson that you need to learn or just something that... Yeah. It goes back to something we talk about. If you come in to talk to a professor and if you are lining up six excuses, yeah. you are pro- you're probably asking something that you shouldn't be asking mm-hmm. for. If you have one reason and it is and you are full of righteous anger... Well, not necessarily anger, but, well, okay. you know. You're, you're full of righteous righteousness. indignation. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> then righteous indignation, then you're probably good to go. Yeah. Let me also just say this for those students who are listening. My position is also that I want those students who maybe are not as confident and comfortable mm-hmm. in approaching people, maybe a faculty member or vice president for academic affairs, to know that we are human beings too. There's nothing to be afraid of. You know what I mean? Because sometimes people will hear, oh, she's a vice president. Okay, maybe I shouldn't go. You know, she has yeah. better things to you do. You are very tall. Well, <laughs> that's too. Huh? Well, who knows? You say, oh, no, maybe I shouldn't say anything or approach her or talk to her. And I want students to feel comfortable, come to me. Even if it's just less chats, how is your day going? Mm-hmm. You know, what's going on? Um, what do you love about being here? And, you know, yeah. that helps me. That's helpful. Yeah. And I, I love hearing that. So I don't want students to always feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Go right. talk about it. I've seen students who may even have questions about their classes or something and won't approach the faculty member and say, hey, I'm having difficulties, or please could you explain this, or how am I doing? Feel free. Go talk to the faculty member. Yeah. They yeah, won't come, bite. come talk to me. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. That exactly. would that would break a law. I know, sure. right? <laughs> but <laughs> you know, come come talk to your go go talk to your faculty member. Yes. <clears throat> if they are not receptive, then go talk to the exactly. vice president of academic affairs. If mm-hmm. if your faculty if your professor is not receptive to your legitimate concerns or or difficulties, mm-hmm. that is something to bring up with the vice president of academic yes. affairs or the provost. Especially if it's consistent. I mean, again, we're human, so you may mm-hmm. catch us on a bad day. You know, yeah, that happens. We, my my pet might be sick. Are you making fun of me right now? Mm-hmm. My cat has hyperthyroid. Oh no! My puppy broke his leg. Yeah, so oh. it's all kinds of animal injuries oh. over here. <laughs> but there, there's a plan though. Both of them will be all right. Yes. It will cost money, but <laughs> but they will be okay. That's yeah. the important but, thing. You know, so you might catch us on a day okay. when things are not great for us, and we might not be as gracious mm-hmm. as as we could be. But if it's a steady thing, yeah. you know, if you've managed to find yourself taking class with a professor who's a bad actor, then that's yeah, worth a conversation with their boss. <laughs> you know, yeah. that's worth taking it up the chain. Mm-hmm. So, I thought we might transition a little bit into 
how you deal with administration. So you are... You're on the dark side. <laughs> so, so faculty, faculty think of a college in terms of yes. faculty, staff, staff, and administration. Mm-hmm. Or say, faculty, staff, and administration are kind of together, though we separate them out ourselves, and the yeah. students, students are another population. Often, the academic administration comes from the faculty. People who are... Well, they rise from the faculty. They rise from the faculty positions. into okay. those positions, That's either true. vertically within an institution or, oh, or sort of laterally for, mm-hmm. from another institution. Yeah. So often your provost or your vice president of academic affairs or even things like chancellor. University of Wisconsin-Madison has a chancellor. I don't mm-hmm. know what they do. Yeah. But, <laughs> but They're they, like the president. The chancellor is like the president. I don't, I don't it's know. a much bigger school, so it wouldn't surprise yeah. me. Like, you probably have... Mm-hmm areas of that which require somebody at the kind of the president level, level. of on the org on our org chart yeah. to deal with it and then it goes up mm-hmm. farther after that so you are in an, a fairly unique position within the college because you have been a faculty member and you are now in the administration mm-hmm. and are you also, are you a faculty member as well? Are you given honorary faculty status? Technically, you're staff, right? I'm staff Okay, here. you're staff. Yeah, okay. it depends on the college or university, right? Mm-hmm. Some, you could still have a faculty um, designation. designation. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, some institutions, it will be a staff designation. Okay. Here, it's a staff designation. The vice president for academic affairs has a staff designation. So, but it's still the same. Right. right. Yes. Yeah. Even you're, if you have a faculty designation, mm-hmm. I think I don't believe you're a voting member of the faculty. You couldn't anyway. So because you, because you, yeah. you're managing the faculty, Absolutely. you don't get to vote on yeah. stuff that you. And it's for. not like you can say this is a nine month appointment. I'm not going to work in the summer. <laughs> I'm a faculty member. Nope. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. Yeah. I'm for yeah. Go. Yes. She, she has to stay. I'm, I'm like, still I'm here. Yeah. It's a, a staff designation here. In terms of administration, how I, what, what's the question? How I, so, so where do you, so in, where do in I the follow? hierarchy in the org, organization mm-hmm. chart of, of the college, who is your boss? Okay. So you, you deal with all the academic side of things. Mm-hmm. You deal with students, you deal with faculty and some other support services. So who would, I guess, how are you accountable? Like, mm-hmm. how does that work? Because if someone has a problem with me or, or I need to talk to somebody with uh, the next rung up the ladder, I yeah. talk to you. Yeah. And so, but and if, if someone has a problem with the me, yes. where does the person go? Yeah, so yes, you do it. <laughs> so let me say, right? <laughs> so what happens is here, it's the president. The president is my supervisor. Mm-hmm. So if anyone has a problem with me, the person will talk to the president. So I report directly to the president, and I'm a member of the president's council. And so here, the president's council is made up of all the vice presidents. So we have the vice president for student life, vice president for academic affairs, vice president for marketing, then institutional advancement, administration and finance. Enrollment management? Enrollment management, exactly. So those are all vice presidents who are part of the president's council. So I guess we all come together once a week for two hours, sometimes four. Yeah, absolutely. You're complaining about our 15-minute faculty. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we sometimes have Tuesdays, Thursdays, two hours, 9 to 11, um, to talk about things going on, questions that people have, strategic planning, things mm-hmm. that need to be done or achieved, 
things that members of the Board of Trustees have talked about that we need to implement, things maybe that were sent to the President's suggestion box that we need to talk about in terms of how do we handle this, or should we have a new policy about this or that, or this policy is not working for these students, or this student is saying this, or you know whatever it is, or there are faculty issues on the table, how do we handle that? or faculty members who want to do this now instead of that, is that okay? So all kinds of issues to do with the running of the college, we decide and talk about and all of that. So that's really the way it works. I report to the president, but I am also accountable to the board of trustees, mm -hmm. even though not directly, because mm -hmm. the, the president is the person who reports directly to members of the board, but we also, all, all the members of the President's Council also have to pay attention. Right. And so when the board members come for their quarterly meetings, we have different committees. I'm part of the Educational Policy Committee mm -hmm. with the Vice President of Student Life. We talk about anything to do with academics and student life and all those policies. And then we have a meeting of the whole where all the board members, because the board members also have different committees that they work with, and so, and we have a chair of our committee, we have, you know, those kinds of things. So we discuss issues and then discuss them as a, the board of the whole, and make decisions and mm -hmm. listen to them too, and, but I will be honest with you, I love our board members. It doesn't always happen like that, but, you know, our board members are just really wonderful people. And you can tell they understand the college and they understand the unique position that we're in. We're not like any other institution and they get it. And some of them work for or have worked for colleges. So that's helpful. Because sometimes when you have board members who don't really quite know, mm -hmm. it's a little more difficult. Right. Because yeah. this. We don't run the way a business yeah, like right. we, you know, we're, we're not nine to five. Absolutely. Five days a week. Yeah, so it's yeah. a little different. So they also get the idea of shared governance. Mm -hmm. You know, that when you are at a college, even though I'm the vice president, I don't just come making rules, you know, like a CEO and saying, here's what we'll do. This is where we'll go and all of that. You have to make sure there is buy-in and talk to faculty members. Everybody has a stake in this and, right. you know, will bring something to the table. So but they see it could come in and just say, hey, this is what we're doing, let's go. <laughs> right, that, that sort of top-down organization yeah, that everybody marches. That Basically, the CEO says, I want this, and yeah, everybody and all the way down okay, figures yes, out yes. how to make that work. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't work that uh, way. Where, for example, there's been times where you've, Brought, you have brought things to the, to the faculty meeting saying, yeah. this is what's going on, we would like a decision on this. And sometimes I think I know what you would like the decision to yes, be. Yes, but I can't hear exactly. you. But, it, yeah. but it, the, the faculty vote. Exactly. And sometimes you get what you want and sometimes exactly. you don't. Or sometimes they just talk. Yes. We do like to talk. We well, like to talk. So, yeah, that's absolutely right. So that's how mm -hmm. that goes. But I wouldn't have it any other way, though. Because sometimes it, it, it's helpful. You sit in this position where you think, hey, I know this, I've got this, so I think this makes sense. But you've not heard the other side. So when you are forced to actually say, okay, oh, I guess I didn't think about that one. Right. Um, I think that's actually a good thing. It, it doesn't 
bother me too much. But if you're if you've moved in from a different kind of system, I can understand how it might be frustrating. Yeah. You know, so if you have maybe a board member who maybe works in that situation that says, for instance, this is just an example, why don't you tell faculty members to do XYZ? And you're thinking that's not how that works. Because right. <laughs> your faculty will walk. <laughs> They're not yeah, yes. that's so, not how this works. That's not how any of this works. I remember there in uh, when I first came here and they had new faculty lunch. Mm -hmm. So you're supposed to go with your mentor and they would tell you about oh, how, the, yeah. how the college works. And there were students there as well. Some of them was like, why don't all the faculty do this? Uh -huh. Why don't you have all the faculty do you know do do it this way? It's like, mm, well, like the whole putting grades on our learning management system. They yeah. just, why can't you just make them? Mm -hmm. Well, because I don't have to. Yeah. Because, well, because you can't. Yeah. yeah. There is no lever mm -hmm. in place by which you can force, force me people. to put mm -hmm. my grades on our LMS. Yeah. You know. Even though I love, love that to happen. Yeah. But I, mean, I, I can't force good. people. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's, I, I think we should. <laughs> and I do, but yeah. that's not the point. And exactly. I also do warn them because our current LMS, I have a difficult time making calculate the grade mm -hmm. the way I calculate the grade. I figured that out, by the way. Oh, you did? Yeah, oh, fantastic. Nice. We should talk to him. We should talk to Mike. Yes, I should. Oh, yeah. That's who you should talk to. <laughs> yes, he's a wizard. <laughs> That's he a is. good thing. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> so maybe. Light bulbs. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So maybe to recap a little bit, mm -hmm. you know, for students, when they're, when they're thinking about talking with the vice president of academic affairs or provost of their college or university, First of all, in general, they probably want to hear from you. Yes, yes. and they're nice. And they're mm -hmm. nice. Mm -hmm. Much like your professors want to hear from you, and, and we will default assume that they are nice. Yes. Though they are people, it is possible that you have a professor, listener, who is a horrible individual and just the worst. <laughs> it's less likely, in my experience, than having somebody who is just a normal person. Mm -hmm. But keep in mind that the Vice President of Academic Affairs has very few sticks or carrots mm -hmm. to, in order to get a professor in line if exactly. it's not literally breaking a rule. Mm -hmm. Well, and also that you're in a, a middle spot where you're not saying, oh, faculty's always right or students always mm -hmm. right. It's case by case and exactly. you listen and then go from there. Mm -hmm. Right. That's what I'm getting. No, that, yes. that's, you're right. You're absolutely right. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a case by case basis. You don't approach it from any kind of angle. It just depends on the situation and the case. I, I just want to make sure I'm making the right decision. It's mm -hmm. really always very important to me. And that's why I ask a lot of questions and say, okay, well, you know, how did that happen again? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Because the worst thing that you could do is just totally screw up something like that. Um, then you lose someone's trust, either the student's trust or the faculty member's trust, and that's something you don't want to do. And it's so easy to happen in this profession, I'm telling you, really easy. But sometimes it happens, but you have to deal with it. Part of being in this position is having tough skin. You just have to, right? Because there's just so many things. And You're going to have to make decisions. I know. Every now and, and then it's everybody's not going to be, gonna be happy. Right. Yes, yes. Well, and even if there, I mean, there's. I believe that most are not most decisions or, or problems can be resolved, Absolutely. and they're not a zero sum game. Yeah. But there are times when it really is a zero sum game. Like there's only so much money, money yeah. and there's a decision that has to be made, and it falls to you to decide who's going to get the money. And yeah. then it's like 
And we have to make this decision. You, know, you can't you can't cut the baby in half. You gotta go all <laughs> one or all one. This way or that way. You know, and so someone's gonna be upset. Absolutely. You know, and that's that's the time when it, it's important. Yeah. You just hope that the person understands that it's not personal. Mm-hmm. Right. And and that's usually what I try, you know, just so you know it's there's nothing personal about any decision. Um, that's why I, I wanna be sure that whatever decision I, I'm making that I can justify it. Mm-hmm. If I can't justify it, I try not to do it. I stay away. <laughs> there has to be a good reason, yeah. yeah. But anyway, for the students, they really need to understand that this is a welcoming environment. College is great, you know, and they, they will enjoy college. It depends on the attitude you bring mm-hmm. into it. it. It's also rough that first semester mm-hmm. a year, but, you know, you get settle, you know, settle in and figure some stuff out, mm-hmm. you know, grow a little bit. Yeah. Problem solved. Mm-hmm. Problem solved, yes. And we have wonderful faculty members to assist you and everybody else, so take advantage of it. That's right. You're paying for the privilege of yeah. having access to us. Exactly. <laughs> and that includes the vice president. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. That works. All right. All right. Chilma, thank you for coming yeah. to Chilma. Oh, you're welcome. I really appreciate this. This has been enjoyable. Thank yeah. you. So listeners, if you would like to ask a question of us, you can reach me on Twitter at Dr. Highland, D-O-C-T-O-R-H-Y-L-A-N-D, or something a little longer, a little feedback, encouragement, or discouragement, you can reach me on, uh, at peter.o.highland, H-Y-L-A-N-D, at gmail.com. Reminder, we're off for two weeks after this while busy on spring break grading. And then we'll be back in your feet after that. I get to go to a conference. That's true. I actually am going on the spring break trip, but I have to pay attention and manage the students. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it's not quite a free And that second week will be full of grading. And that second week will be full of grading, yes. Yay, happy times. Don't do that to yourself. I used to do that as a faculty member. All my vacations, I spend grading. Mm -hmm. And then I learned. (laughs) Stop <laughs> assigning work. <laughs> Not before vacation. It has to happen before, and we'll yeah. finish it and be right. done. You have oh, fun. Great on the plane. I have fun. Yes. Anyway, oh, we listeners, we will see you in two weeks. I hope that if you are having spring break during that time, that you have lots of fun and that you come back refreshed and ready to work because yeah. your professors are going to require it. Sorry, that's the way it works. Yes. <laughs> There's half a semester left. Buckle in. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.